just a bunch of witty bitches. Bye, Papa. It's just cadals. Welcome back to Witty Banter, episode number one, one, one. My name <laughs> is Max. I am your host, and of course, I am joined today by my lovely two co-hosts. To my left, the man who once said that Cowboy Bebop was the greatest tragedy to ever happen to anime, Hunter Dorsett. You're just, you're a troll to the core. I could have sworn you were the one that said that. What happens like when anime? you get the first Did you not word? say that? You get oh. to really frame the narrative, you set the cadence, and it shows you. It'll fuck you, man. What this fucking guy does is he starts to like a show, and then if I don't immediately grab on with the same intensity, I hate it. And yeah. he never forgives me for I'm it. I'm just questioning. And he's a the... fucking wordsmith. He will convince you. <laughs> that while he'll convince you you don't him. like it. You're like, uh, why don't I like this fucking show, dude? Shit. And that's how it happens. Next thing you know... He's unparalleled in Guitar Hero. He's never been touched in any other fighting game. Trust me, I've seen it all a thousand times. This man's slippery. Uh, and of course, over there in California, a man who knows me all too well. Uh, Apparently so. The new, the new VRPR. Of, the Verper dog? Yeah, uh, the Verper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jace Williams, of course. Thank you for joining us, Jace. Hey. Oh, man. We're back again. One week older. One week wiser. Smarter. Just got freaking America's birthday right behind us. Oh shit! Anybody have any guns and oil? <laughs> to yeah, I should have bought my. Down. They were sold out, man. <laughs> yeah, of course they were. The first hour wasn't a chance in hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to get some fucking foreign beer. Oh man! But yeah, how was your guys's fourth? Did you guys do anything cool? That was a really non-eventful fourth. Uh, well, for July third, I went to Mandy's friend's place, and they had like. Uh, cart. We were drinking beers, playing card games and stuff. But I mean, nothing too incredibly eventful. And then on July Fourth, we literally just slept until like noon, watched Tight. Moana and some Game of Thrones, and then just fucking <laughs> <laughs> called it a day. It was a classic. <laughs> celebrate it all. <laughs> yeah, to give birth to America with a classic <laughs> film of Moana. It's very true. Don't it forget good, it. Don't forget about it. it's about Hawaii, right? I've never seen. Well, it. it's about Pacific Islands. Pacific I really, Islands. I, I, I assumed Hawaii, but then I was corrected. <laughs> but I'm also American. I was corrected. Don't know thereafter. anything about geography. It was good though. Yeah, it's good. I've I've heard good things about that. What, what about, about you, Chase? Did you do anything wacky and crazy? Out? How do they do it what, out there man, in Cali? I think I've got both y'all beat. Because one, so you Max, did something. Yeah, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's an island just off of the coast of San Diego here called Coronado, and it's like super fucking pretty, and you got to be like a fucking multimillionaire to live there. And mm. we ended up getting invited to a backyard Fourth uh, of July party, and there was a ton of people, tons of booze. We were there for several hours, and then we walked from the house to the coast where we got to watch what was probably the most impressive fireworks display I've ever seen happening right over the bay in front of the city skyline. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Wait, so you were on the island? Uh-huh. Shit. Did you, like, ferry out there? That's so cool. No, there's a, there's a bridge. You can drive. Oh, you drive it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have these things. Dang. They but connect <laughs> land masses to each other. It's, it's wild. If I am going to live up to the title you gave me at the top of the show, am I not mistaken to say that the 4th of July is your favorite holiday? It is my favorite holiday, and let me tell you, I am just disgraced 
hmm. by how I spent my favorite holiday. Yeah, I didn't I'm see sorry. even any fireworks. Yeah, I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't even hear day. fireworks. Man, there. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they were blowing up all around us, just as essentially showing off. <laughs> like those guys, those guys are having fun. Those guys are having fun. Those guys are having fun. Just pointing off all around us. I mean, I yeah, I didn't do fucking anything. I actually had to work that night, and easily the deadest night of work I have worked. So it was dead. Oh yeah. I speculated that it would be busy. There's a big difference about being you on, want that, a sandwich, on that toast. Then yeah. You're in, yeah. Then you're you're going to be going to busy sandwich places. You want a long drawn out steak dinner. Nah, no, man, I, you're, you're I, drunk and you're eating freaking shrimp cocktail somewhere. Yeah. You're not, you're not the hub. Didn't you get a, a pond off on a July 4th night by yourself, Chase? Was that July oh, 4th where you got fucking slammed? it pond off. Some would say <laughs> set up for disaster. <laughs> Dude, yes. Yeah, where's you like slam? I was one time the only person <laughs> scheduled on a Wednesday night for fucking 4th of July when they gave out buy one, get one free sandwich coupons. <laughs> Oh, also wow. known as the most prepared I've ever seen any business whatsoever. Oh my gosh! I remember was... just walking by and walking <laughs> by because I had to be there for some reason. I had to drop off something, and I remember walking by the window. I didn't go in, but I saw you. Hey, just you didn't even like, say hello, dude. No, I couldn't. There was too many people in front of you, dude. I literally couldn't get to you. You were just fucking slamming out sandwiches, but you looked like you were in the zone. Well, that was the thing is like once it got the line to almost out the door and I had like almost no bread left, I was like, I'm just going to go at whatever pace I fucking feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. What are you, you going to do? Man. Go somewhere else, please. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, not a very eventful July 4th on, on yeah, this half of the beat. screen. I think you think you won with your lavish island party. Well, when I went to California, <laughs> they did it big. Like like I went to meet uh, with a friend with a group of people in California in Orange County. And they were wait. Everybody like all over the streets and shit was waking up at like 10 a.m. and taking shots immediately. And I was like going out to the street. And I was just like, them blue states are just as patriotic, man. (laughs) Damn, (laughs) they know how to shotgun here too. (laughs) Holy cow! Oh man. But speaking of shotgunning, uh, I don't think we're going to be shotgunning any of our beers today. But we all kind of brought a beer, you know, yeah. just to make sure that we're all staying true to the show. We're all drinking. We're all drinking something. I noticed that you're drinking a beer that I've had before. You have Hunter. had. This. I've had the quote unquote ten fifty. Okay. By Oscar Blues. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying out the Oscar Blues ten fifty Imperial Stout. What I like is the uh, the advertising on the rim of the can. It says a half baked. Fully roasted ale, and it says cross-eyed, cyclopean, concupiscent, mm, and then at the bottom good word it says, choices. "Very fitting for today." This dog will hunt. I don't know what that means. What but is I'm the beer enticed. called again? What's the title of the beer? Ten Fitty F I D Y, and they are liking it to a concubine. I don't. That doesn't make any. <laughs> it said sense. concupiscent. I don't think Concu- concupiscent, concupiscent or something. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that know. means. Uh, yeah, yeah, not that that clarifies anything. For me, but <laughs> yeah, ah, no. I think they just used a, some alliteration with C. They fucking went all the way to the bottom of the thesaurus <laughs> on one of those it's words. It's ten point five percent alcohol by volume. When I poured it up, it God, had a happy thick, Wednesday. Jesus, dark fucking head. And um, I haven't got to try it yet. I'll give you all a review uh, when we come back from halftime. But I'm excited because, like, it was funny because Oscar Blues was this brewery that, you know, we tried the pale ale early on in the show. And I didn't know fucking anything about it. And almost every one of their beers I've had has been amazing. It's been great. Yeah. So I'm ready to try this one since this is going to be up my alley. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Uh, I'm going uh, the little bit more the mainstream route today, you know. But I am still intrigued. Yeah. But, of course, uh, you know, we have a Texas classic here. Maybe you forgot about him, Chase. I could have. Shiner. The mm-hmm. beer over here, right? And uh, I'm doing the uh, the Shiner birthday beer, the cold brew coffee ale, chameleon coffee brew. Here. Hmm. So yes. So it's like an anniversary beer of theirs. Exactly for one big 108 of uh, Shiner. So 108 years old. Nice. We uh, just passed them up in episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember when I was 108. <laughs> oh man. So it's five percent by uh, alcohol by volume. Looking pretty typically Shiner thin in here. Yeah, it kind of looks like the Shiner Bach. Yeah, it looks a lot like the Shiner Bach. Tastes a lot like the Shiner Bach so far. So, but maybe you know, it's just waiting for all the character to really open up in the body. Yeah, you know, that's something Shiner's known for. It's just really elaborating that 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 flavor. Back end booty. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't wait to (laughs) see what Shiner's back end booty gives me later on in the show. What about you, Chase? I've got here a tall boy. It's called the Second Chance. No, it's a Second Chance Beer Company, and it's called The Luminous. It's a blonde. It's from San Diego. I went on a fucking San Diego beer tour this weekend and, like, tried, went to, like, all their most popular breweries, essentially, in the, in, that I've heard about here in the city, and um, didn't go to this one, but <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still on a San Diego kick. So it's just, like, it's a blonde ale. Uh, it's super light, and it's very drinkable so far. So There you Oof. go, dude. Yeah, repping him. Repping it up. Good. It's a cool can. From the two seconds that I saw of it. Yeah, get used to that. All right. So, all right. So, uh, we all got our beers here. But let's all go ahead and jump into some banter today. All right, guys. Yeah. This is Witty Banter. All right. Anyway, so. We got an echo chamber. Doing- By Thank the you. way, Max has been totally fucking one-upping us on beeps. The last really? episode had me slayed. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They've been fun to edit. Is that because I get to go last? Or I guess uh, first? I don't know. I don't know anything about your know. fucking process, dude. There's yeah, a whole yeah. meta to how I do just about everything. Beeping is an enigma that I don't even try to... I just lose myself in the beeps. Figure it out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my whole world. Uh, so, does one of you guys have anything going on that you guys want to talk about? Does anybody want to kind of kick it off for us? I don't know who wants to really get it going. Anybody you know, really I've, I've got a little, little something light, and it's chewable, so we'll go first. You don't want to give yourself indigestion right out, right out the get-go. Mm-hmm. An appetizer, you know? Sashimi, light, hamachi. As you, as you guys may know, I like to play video games. And Seriously? this next segment, <laughs> what are you fucking saying over there? There's Seriously? a lot of giggling happened. I'm feeling very insecure. No, you're good. You're good. Um, this is a segment I want to create called Chase Plays Games. It's just it's such a video game. game. Trust me, that guy plays games. Nice. And of course, later, you know, you guys can use the Chase Plays Games <laughs> yeah, title. Absolutely, of course. You know, I understand that you guys also play games, but let's be, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Chase yeah. Plays Games more. Yeah. All right. So I just what I want to do is use this segment to talk about video games in general. It was something I feel I felt like I didn't really touch on too much in our last uh, rendition of of the show. uh, But I kind of want to lean into it this time. So what I'm going to do is I have written down in my phone, which I've begun doing last year, every video game I've played this year. They're not um, they're not just like 2017 games They're just games I've played in 2017. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of go run down the list, and we can stop and start on any number of them. We can have a short conversation or a long one. 
I just thought I'd throw them out there. Yeah, throw them out. Hit us with some. I want to chew on those. So I'll start them out in categories. The first one will be Japanese RPGs. This year, I played and beat Suikoden, and I also played and got about halfway through Suikoden 2, and I'm about halfway through Persona 5 right now. And I've never really played Japanese RPGs, and at the start of this year, I really want to try to get into them and figure out, like, what they were all about, like really learn about them um, because they are talked about quite often. I just felt like I had no touchstone for what the form of that genre was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Sweet It in 1 and 2 and Persona 5 has been sort of my first foray into it all. Let me just go ahead and say, I mean, I, I know you had a good time with Suikoden and you've, I've gotten very mixed signals yeah. from Persona and I think I everybody else on the show got... has as well. But I've talked to you a little bit more in depth about your more like specific feelings on Persona. But at this point, are you more attracted to Japanese RPGs than you were before or are you still kind of like confused or are you still just kind of like not seeing what the pull is? Because that's how I kind of have gotten from you. That you don't really see as much of the pull that everybody else sees, but you do appreciate them in all of their glory. Yeah, it's been interesting to really learn like what they do and what they do well and what the audience wants from them, like the people who love these games, like what they're looking for. Like I could sit here and criticize like a lot of or not a lot of I could I could criticize certain things about the games and the people who love them would be like, who, who cares? Like, I don't play it for that reason, you know, and and for that and for that reason, I wouldn't be right or wrong about whatever my criticisms were. What I've come to find, and I think this is especially the case with like Persona, is I've actually found that I do enjoy the battle system a little bit more than I would have imagined at the get-go. Hmm. Suikoden was a little different, where you have like a you have like a cast of 108 characters that you can put into your party at any point in time. It's incredibly easy to level them up. There's like almost no grinding in the game, which was really cool. Hmm. And different combinations of characters in your party will create these um, like tag team moves, which will just like devastate the field. So it kind of incentivizes you on trying different people out. And if like these two guys might go together, usually they will. And that was like always really fun figuring those out and kind of playing in my own head like, okay, these are my favorite characters. And if this were, this were like an anime, then like, these are who these characters would be kind of deal, you know, and like you, you get to really inject a lot of yourself into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what I found with what these games are in general is like a lot of people and I'll, we'll, we'll kind of I'll go into persona now. Like the game is praised quite often for like its story and how good its story is and how good the storytelling is in the game. Um, and I just haven't seen it. The reason why I criticize it most in that regard is because with me, if like you're going to tell a video game story, like it doesn't get to be a good story in a video game unless it's told through the strengths of the medium, you know? And in my opinion, Persona 5 is just a webcomic with video game parts spliced in, Hmm. which is fine. Like, people fucking love that. That's just my criticism. Like, if I were to get deep in it, I would say, no, this isn't a good video game story. It's a good webcomic story. Hmm. Um, And there's also, like, people talk about choice, which like, Oh, player choice is where video games really flex their muscle in terms of like interactivity. Like none of the choices you make in persona matter. None of the fucking dialogue decisions you, you make really matter. They might color Mm. a few lines here and there, but they don't matter. And there's really no choice at all because if you play the game, you're actually incentivized to to talk to certain people and choose and make certain decisions so that your gameplay is better, which is like quintessential, Ludo narrative dissonance, they call it, which is such like an overused word that I honestly don't even like to throw it out there too much, you know, but it's that like to me, it's that's how basic some of the some of the contradictions are. 
mm-hmm. in it all. Um, so yeah, overall, like I'm enjoying the genre. I've liked the fighting or like the the fight systems, and I'm I'm ready to try more when specific ones draw me in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get so. that. Yeah, so you're not necessarily just ready to jump into like more RPG or JRPGs until one comes out that really kind of like strikes your fancy. Is there anything on the horizon that you're thinking about? There's actually a game called Nino Kuni Two, which is hmm. a sequel to a game that came out on PS3 where the art was all done by Studio Ghibli. So it's like a beautiful uh, that's, game. Wow. I support that. Uh, yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. So they got a sequel for that one coming out, but hmm. uh, sounds like I would like squeak it in. Yeah. I like the idea of having your combos with your different guys. 108 different characters? Yeah, there's a lot. It's pretty and outrageous. it only takes like 24 hours to get 100% completion in the game. It's not like a super hmm. long game like most of them make themselves out to be. Dang, that's I should cool. check it out. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so now I'm going to throw you guys, hit you guys with just some of the big AAA stuff I've played this year. I've admittedly played less games in year, this year than last year because I've been trying, as I said in early episodes, to really chew on the longer ones. Um, so the first one I played was Neo, which we mm-hmm. talked a bit about at the start of the year. And then I beat Breath of the Wild. Um, and Persona 5 is also a AAA title, but we just talked about that one as well. So I guess we can just stick with Neo and Breath of the Wild for this quick little segment. Oh, and I played... Um, Overwatch for the first time as well. Oh, really? Recently. What? You're playing Overwatch now? I played it once. Like, yeah. Yeah, but what are you playing it on? PC? Uh, PC. Okay, cool. Because I'm definitely mm. down to I'm down to throw down some Overwatch. Yeah. Just to just, be immersed I, into this, like, yeah. the, the new thing that's going on. I can't fucking think of a word for it. But. <laughs> are most of your, has most of your gaming still been on your PS4? Or how much, how much have you done on your P- PC? I don't do nearly as much on the PC. To me, I just play, like, I just play PC games that I think are, like, indicative of a PC experience or that can only be, play, only be played on PC. And I usually go for, like, the convenience of a console more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand that. Cool. But no, I mean, Overwatch, I wanted to play so I can keep in touch, better touch with uh, Cole and Brady because they play a lot. And I wanted to just play it. I wanted to see what, just see what it had to offer. And it's very popular. And it's also a really good game to learn keyboard and mouse controls on. So Mm -hmm. I've only played a couple hours. I know I'll go back to it at some point. But I will say with those team, very team focused games, I'm so used to playing Halo in a very hawkish way where I feel like I need to be the one creating the action and driving the team. And you really don't like that's not how these games are played. So there's a lot of times where it's like I might even be doing well, um, like Cole and them are like, oh, fucking good shield here. You know, you're doing the right stuff. But I still don't feel like I'm doing anything. You know, yeah, I just feel like, like but my KD is even, bro. Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? I just feel like I'm kind of sitting around. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that sort of develops. But yeah, I remember yeah the other two were, were Neo and Breath of the Wild um, as, as the other two games in that little chunk. With Overwatch, like, this is a totally elementary analysis, right? But it's a first-person shooter, correct? Yeah. And so... <laughs> but you got I'm, powers. I'm just wondering, like, how much, how much are they changing the game play outside of just, like... Because I played various first-person shooters, like, you know, like Halo and even fucking James Bond and all these different ones. And is this, like... It seems like what I've seen is that it's a little, like, goofier... Maybe like quirkier and maybe like, yeah, yeah maybe doesn't take itself as serious. Is that like the main, like, I'm wondering why it took off the way it did. Like, apparently it's this huge thing now, so. Well, it's well, got one, the backing of fucking Blizzard behind it, which I think gave it that kick boost already. Yeah, one, Blizzard is an anomaly of a company. Like, they can literally, they have like infinite budget. So the game's okay. not going to come out until it's perfect. 
and that's exactly where they got it when they released it. Uh, the game's beautiful. Like the the uh, the the texture work and the material work of all of the characters and everything is just like the the colors are super pure. So it's mm-hmm. very stylish. Stylish. All the characters are unique. Um, but no, it 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 doesn't change gameplay really. It is a first person shooter, and I think that's a part of the reason why it's so popular because it's a genre that everyone's so used to playing. You can pick it up and immediately know basically how to play the game except for the last 10%. And the last 10% is where the mastery comes in. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it's it's really not doing anything new in terms of shooter mechanics, right? Hmm. Like, it's giving you a bunch of powers that are making you interact with um, each other and, and other players differently, but you're still interfacing with the game in the same way you would interface with a first-person shooter. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah. lastly, mm-hmm. we've got a host of fighting games. Yep, I saw this. We've been, you know, I've, I've got into fighting games last year, and I feel like this year is when I finally have ex- actually expanded into sort of exploring more of the genre. Uh, this was the year that I started playing Guilty Gear a whole lot. I played King of Fighters 13, uh, Tekken 7 recently came out, and then I just recently played, only for a small little bit, two more obscure anime games called Melty Blood and Arcana Heart. Uh, not really expecting you guys to like know a whole lot, but I just figured I'd throw those in there as a part of this sort of like fighting game journey that I've been in. Well, I think this is where all of my questions come into play. Yeah. Right. Um, this is where we open up that Pringles can. Yeah, for real. Um, so you played KOF 14 last year, right? Yeah. Right. And you got, you were pretty open to trying a different game from street fighter. And I think that like, since they were both kind of out at the same time, that was very much. So your other game to play just to expose yourself to other fighting games. And yeah. then you ended up kind of drawing yourself into KOF 13 recently, which was a game that I played quite a bit way back in the day, like five years ago or so. And I loved it when I played it, but I wasn't very like fighting game savvy at all to where it was really just came down to like learning the special moves and like the basic combination of moves in that game hmm. to where I never delved deep into it. And I just wanted to know real quick with that game, have you noticed any difference in the gameplay between 13 and 14? Outside of like the obvious fact, because when you look at 14 versus 13, it's just like, okay, this one's the first one with 3D graphics. doesn't look like super great. It looks all right. And then 13 was like when they perfected that fucking hand drawn. Hmm. So that's, but right. nobody talks about a lot of the differences in mechanics and I'm not really even sure. So was there, and I've heard that 14 got easier, but I'm not yeah. sure if it, if that's true or how much I can see, I can see how it's gotten easier, but not in any way that I play the game. Like, yeah. I think the game actually, at its core, feels generally the same. You know, I was kind of telling you recently should. that I, I haven't, I didn't, I was like, I'm done with KOF 14. Like, I don't like the way that this game feels. Like, I just, I'm not, it's not clicking with me. I put a lot of time into it. And I can still see that stuff in there with KOF 13. The reason I've been playing that one more is just because it's so much fucking prettier. And yeah. I think the characters yeah. are so much cooler. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's still the bit, you know. It's it's a it's a, just a more complicated version of what KOF 14 is, I guess, is what I could say with my limited um, yeah. exposure to the series. But do you plan on exploring it a little bit more? 13? No. I mean, I kind of bought it just because it was very cheap and it's something that I wanted to own. And I'd like to go in there at some point, maybe just like learn some combos with a few characters just so I have those characters. But yeah. I don't really see myself like dedicating time to it. Right on. And um, you played Tekken just a pinch, right? Yeah, just a little bit. I feel like I never hear you talk about Tekken, but every time I bring up Tekken, you're always very like, you know, reinforcing of how my positive feelings on Tekken. 
with how yeah. I've that's like that's my game to play right now. Like right now, my favorite fighting game that to play is Tekken Seven. Really, that's which awesome. is your really favorite weird. one right yeah, now to play right now. Okay, that's like the game. Like if I if it wasn't for like anything else going on, just like play this to get better at that. You know, to play against Chase or whatever. Like if it was just for me to play just because of the game, it's Tekken Seven. And I haven't really seen you or talk or like heard you talk about Tekken Seven so much. So what about Tekken Seven have you liked so far? Tekken Seven, I just thought one. The presentation's awesome. Like, I think the game looks fantastic. I think the menus are fucking kick-ass. <laughs> I love... Music when you can get excited about, about menus. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know it's yeah. in there. That. That's when they jacked man. it up. But, like, on top of that, I just think the character customization is so fucking goofy. And it's just a layer that's so unnecessary, but it has anyway because it just makes it a more valuable package. When it comes to the fighting mechanics of it all i just love that the game is first to three like it's a three round game every time because the life bars are small and the combos do big damage and so like everything you do like you really feel and i just was amazed by how the context of where your character is on the screen changes your moveset so drastically um and i think it's a game that is pretty easy to understand i i am interested to see what evo looks like because at the same time it's it looks to me like there is more scramble situations in this game than any other professional game. Yeah. Where there's oftentimes where it kind of looks like people are just not like there's a moment where both players don't really know what's going on. They're just hoping for the best. <laughs> and, you know, kind of hearing also that the majority of the movesets for each character you don't really want to use. There's really like, you know, a few optimal starters and enders and that's kind of it. That also like bums me out a bit, but... I haven't played it that much, and I, I think it's fucking cool. I think it's a great uh, way to like diversify your skill set and experience in just the fighting game genre. You know. Yeah. Was Guilty Gear your favorite fighting game of that you played this year? Yeah, I mean, I guess you can you could technically call Rev Two like the new version of the game, right? And that came out in May. And yeah, like, dude, I've I've not been so hooked on a fighting game since I started playing. You know, hmm. like, yeah. it's a game that I have fun practicing like I love to just do the combos it's a game where I can go into the training mode and figure out new stuff almost every time and it's incredibly just challenging but also fucking really rewarding to get off some of those big combos or to make the right read into big damage and stuff like that and I was just very shocked that it ended up being a genre that had a reputation of very high technical ceiling something that I didn't think I was really going to like want to deal with ended up being the game that I like, I want to be the best at. Right. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think that kind of came out of left field, given the fact that you were one of like the newer fighting game players to the gang, if you will. Um, but then you're kind of taking on like this sort of fucking Vanguard <laughs> of guilty gear, which <laughs> is all I talk everybody, about, which is what everybody considers. I think within the group to be like the most technically savvy fighting game out right now i would i mean i would say that so i guess yeah which one of these was your uh was your favorite to play you think or you have a dark horse or you want definitely guilty gear like yeah i mean mean, outside of even even outside of fighting games like all the other games included neo and oh man what's my favorite game of the year right now yeah Yeah. you're at the halfway mark yeah yeah Yeah, let's give you a Uh, half time it has to be breath of the wild like yeah that that game is just i saw it coming (laughs) yeah, I mean, <laughs> not a surprise. 
It just does so many things so right. It's just such a such a grand, fantastic example of what like open world video game design is should be and probably will be from this point forward because of what they did, you know, and it's really interesting to hear because like I felt like that was one thing that I had never I was skeptical about Nintendo pulling it off. You know, I don't yeah. know why, but well, given the fact that the la- not that the last Zelda games were bad, but like none of them hit like this one did. I feel like between Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess, everybody, you know, everybody like enjoyed them, but none of them like created any sort of long-lasting like iconic moment, I feel like that I think this one is doing right now. So yeah, I mean, everything from the the quirky characters that you run across to the actual systems and mechanics of the game, um, I've just been. I anytime I see Darian playing it, I wish I was playing it. And like whenever she shows me, like, she's long into the game and she's still unlocking new things that like. And I love when games do this. You can only get if you've done like everything. It's like, oh yeah, you want fucking links. Uh, tunic from Ocarina of Time or from the le- the original Legend of Zelda? No, you don't just find that. You have to fucking complete the game and then you get it. And Darian's like, yeah, I fucking got it. I'm the hero of time, dude. You know? <laughs> the big title. The whole. It's just such a video game. You know what I mean? It's such a video game. Yeah. Cool, cool. I agree. Well, so that you, is... That's my yeah. little gaming recap. No, that's good. I like that's it. Good. So, so far, that's the game to beat right now. Right, I think so. That? But, you know, you got a pretty stacked year, so that could easily change by the end of the year. It's true. Especially sure. if Dragon Ball Z fighters. Oh, dude, Fighter yeah, Z Dragon Ball Fighter Z comes out before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that other game I mentioned, Arcana Heart, like, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to switch to that after this weekend, because I think it's going to best prepare me for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, fuck. And I'm just you, letting dude. you know, I'm, I'm putting the burner on, dude. Oh, oh my no. fucking God. There's a oh, homing geez. mechanic in that game, and That's it's an like Arc Works game. It's. It's You're where they fucking made that mechanic. Like, dude, I'm I'm there. Yeah, we'll see. Wow. You know, you, yeah, you need that head start. We'll give you that. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, all right, so Anna, what you got going on this week? So this week, I was uh, digging around some stories. I'm gonna bring a conversation peach. Conversation peach. Damn, that's juicy. Okay. For us today. Peachy. Mmm, it's so creamy. Why? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's a controversial subject, but I don't think that it's like um, Here we go. Like, I think some people are heated about it, but I think it's just more just interesting to hear people's um, sides on what should be done. It's really just, like, there's this thing, and it's sitting here. What do we do with it? And it's basically, I don't, like... I don't know how much people have been listening or noticing in the news, but over the past couple of years, there's been a big surge for people to like pull down monuments of like Confederate soldiers and generals and flags and stuff. I don't know if y'all seen this, like cities across the nation, like South Carolina. There was even a big petition at UT to get uh, like Andrew Jackson taken down or right. Like there was, this happened on our campus. Yeah. Damn. And it's been happening, and I mean, it's mostly you know your your southern states, are obviously that, that that's taking place. But um, that's where most of the Confederates, so. <laughs> right? Um, but the thing, I mean, what really tipped me off was like, oh man, this is, this one kind of hurts. Was um, apparently there's like the uh, some 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 group, uh, a part of Houston that's like trying to take down Sam Houston statues, 
And I'm like super the Sam pro. Houston I'm like super pro Sam Houston. Like that's like one of my favorite historical figures. So you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea what the fucking. Well, like, is. like here's the thing, right? So, just just as a just as a little uh, sidebar, right? He owned slaves throughout his life. Okay. Yep. Not too great. Start. As far as his governing. He basically voted against anti, like spreading slavery into to new states, and he's also very anti-secessionist. Um, like he was the only governor that didn't pledge allegiance to the Confederate states whenever they were building, and then they like took him out of office and put some pro-Confederate guy. Okay, in there. Right. so so he's kind of on the right side of history in that sense, but yeah, he's still a slave owner guy. So what my conversation peach is is. I feel like there are very valid arguments to be made on either side as far as removing these sorts of uh, monuments and, and memorials and keeping them in place. And just as, just as a kind of a pitch off, I'm kind of against it. I don't really like taking it down, mostly because... Sam Houston in particular? Well, I'd say most... like. Sam Houston in particular, yes. I don't want his taken down. Because I just, I'm pro Sam Houston. But I'm on I think the record, baller. Sam Houston should stay. He's yeah. a fucking baller. It's a big old statue, dude. too. Yeah, well, there's two. There's the one in Huntsville, which is like literally oh, 70 feet yeah. tall. And then there's like another big one in, um, in like Herman Park. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can, we can make it Sam Houston, or, but that's kind of like what draw, drew me to it. And then I was just kind of looking around and, and seeing that this was happening in other cities. They just took... Um, like Robert E. Lee down in uh, New Orleans, and they've been doing stuff in South Carolina and Virginia and stuff. So I just I just think it's an interesting um, it's an interesting peach to dig our teeth into to kind of hear what people think. Should you just let history stand and let it be a reminder of things in the, in the past, or do you remove it in order to sort of say like that's not something that we're okay with? You know, that is. I want, yeah. I want Max to go first. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just super like controversial in the fact that one, I have zero grounds okay. to speak. You it's know, fine. What I, mean? I don't like, either. I, just, I, don't. I feel like I don't. You know, and of course, my instant reaction is like, Sam, good old Sam, good old Sam. Sammy, <laughs> don't pick on Sammy. Um, but obviously, there are very controversial figures in Houston or in. Uh, in the history of America that when you look back at and you kind of realize like as you've grown up and kind of heard one thing in elementary school and then through your own research. Yeah, dude, adult, I recently learned that Christopher Columbus was a fucking dick. That was one of my best. Or that was the example I was going to bring in. Yeah. Cause I remember from a, I remember from a movie called <laughs> movie called higher learning, which was a ah, fucking it had, Ice Cube and this other actor, I can't remember his name. Yes, please but, tell us what knowledge yeah. got dropped on you. I know, right? So I'm like, I'm like a 13-year-old, right? <laughs> and the movie is all about this kid who goes to a, a Columbus University or like, what, I forget what it's Columbia? called. Columbia? Columbia, right? Okay. And there's a statue of good old Christopher Columbus, and he's just ripping apart this dude in one of his fucking monologues. And I remember <laughs> being like, what the fuck? But he sailed the ocean in 1492. <laughs> he sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I kind of like at that moment realized that like, you know, I think I asked my parents about it and they're like, well, yeah, you know, he did 
like eradicate you know a group of people and like was responsible for like borderline genocides and just telling me all these things that I was just like well that's stuff that was definitely not mentioned yeah to me. no one said right? any of this so if we have people like this who are supposed to represent our country from now on then obviously I don't want that now having such a drastic move as saying like take down all remove fucking, Columbus remove, Day yeah remove that you know then like I don't really know because am I like you know, is that what Columbus Day is to you? Is Columbus Day like, let's sit down and let's think about everything great that this guy did. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, sick, I, I get a three-day weekend? You know what I mean? Because that's what it is to me. You know? yeah. And so you're telling me I don't get that three-day weekend, right? Or like, <laughs> or it's just I, I don't put as much focus on who the person is, you know? So intent yeah, exactly. means, means something to so you. So that being that said, though, is that I have no idea because i don't know how that feels i don't know how that feels to be that fucking like come from a fucking which is a good point yeah exactly i don't think any of us do heritage of yeah. people hey. that were oppressed you know <laughs> hey hey, hey. <laughs> so i mean i don't really know but obviously that's that's my two cents that like i think it's if if it's that if it is an issue that like some people feel should happen then I support it. I think that if it means that much to a group of people, then absolutely. Because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to. It's know. riling up people on both sides for sure. Yeah, man. And I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to stand on the conservative side just because mm-hmm. I just don't fucking want to. And that's just not my beliefs in general. And that's just. Wait, what? On the, like, on What's the, the conservative side? Just the idea of like, we'll just preserve it just to preserve it. Just to like preserve it. Like, oh, he's a national monument. Like things are different now. Like, I don't think that the idea of just like, we'll just leave it up is just the answer. I don't think that that's the answer at all. I think correctionist yeah. history or revisionist history is okay. Well, I don't think you're using that word. I mean, not sorry, mean. revisionist, but um, reconstructive in the so, way. So you know. I think it's, it's complex because with people like, especially Robert E. Lee, like mm-hmm. the dude, first and foremost, is a fucking traitor, right? Hmm. He left the union. To lead and lead a rebellion against the United States for the sake of having slaves. And like, mm-hmm. I think there's tons of people who want to sit there and tell you how Civil War was fought over states' rights or whatever it is. No, it was fought over fucking slaves. Yeah. You know, without <laughs> slaves, their economy would have crumbled and they, they would have failed. That's what they were fighting for. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that dude's a pretty fucking shitty dude. And I think. I think it's. I think it was Andrew Jackson at at uh, our UT campus that people were getting real. Uh, They're trying to bring his statue down, and that's the guy that it, in. I'm pretty sure instituted the Trail of Tears. He kicked that shit off. Yeah, he's very anti-Indian. Dude's a fucking just unabashed racist, right? And murderer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I. It wasn't until I kind of saw some people talking about like, look, we don't have fucking bronze statues of cabinet members of the Nazi party in Germany and so on and so forth. And it's like, yeah, rightfully so. Like those are evil motherfuckers who helped contribute to the loss of life of many people. Why Mm. would we glorify that? You know? And like, I think that's exactly what's happening when you have a fucking bronze statue, you're glorifying something like what is not more glorious than having a statue of something, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think that's right. But when you bring up Sam Houston, so, so, so far I'm totally, I'm, I think if you give me case by case basis, person by person basis, who was this person? What did they do? What were their actions? I think it's totally fair to take their statues down. Right. Okay. 
But then you do have someone like Sam Houston. You even have people like the founding fathers, right? Who had yeah, fucking Thomas slaves. Jefferson, freaking George Washington, right? And there's a lot of arguments back and forth over like, were they actually racist or did the fact that they were like basically risking every like, yes, they were rich white men, but they were also literally putting their lives on the line purposefully to make a point about this revolution. And with Sam Houston as well, who's like fighting for uh, like making anti-slavery measures and so on and so forth. I still think there is a degree of the times that needs to be considered when making don't like, don't forget about the bad stuff. I'm not saying put that away, but removing them from like the public consciousness and stuff like that. I don't know if that's the right answer either, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, I'm not someone who like, I'm, I'm sure as shit, not a rev- relativist. Like, I'm not going to tell you that because something is bad. Now we didn't know it was bad earlier that that doesn't absolve anybody from what they did in the past. Right. Like, right. And in fact, I'm super critical of institutions like, um, like the Catholic church, for instance, for the shit that they did mid century. And some people will say like, well, they didn't really have an understanding for what this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, that's a relativist sort of argument. And it doesn't excuse, it doesn't excuse people. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think where this goes late, like boils down to me is one, I, I can't speak to the majority of the people, like the majority of the statues being taken out. I don't know who these people are. I barely even know anything about Sam Houston. But I think what the takeaway is, is like it needs to be a case by case basis. And I think it's a total, totally valid conversation to have over whether we should have like random fucking generals and, and statesmen from the Confederacy. That, that's like, dude, like I personally don't look upon the Confederacy in any sort of romantic vision. I know there's a large part of the country that does and thinks it's a symbol of pride and all that shit. I think that's fucked up. Yeah, I think but it's stupid. Anyway, that's kind of. I, just where I and I agree. I like I'm, I'm, on both of y'all's aspects. I agree basically on everything I've said. But at the same time, it's sort of like, like history is what it is. But it's represented by a different people, and therefore is remembered differently, right? And so I think it's important to keep things like a monument. It's like fairly objective. It's a fairly objective viewpoint that <laughs> somebody I, is creating. Question. Objective and subjective have come up like tons. A lot recently. for me. <laughs> Has that been like your recent I don't like, know, maybe. Drive? Maybe. <laughs> well, I, I guess I just mean more like What do you what is objective about a statue? The fact that it exists <laughs> in open air and reality? Is that what you're getting at? You can I think, actually I think hold it's, it. You yeah. can, it's tangible. I think it, so. yeah, I think it's it's more that it's tangible, right? Sure. Somebody created it in order to do something with it. And it stands there. It's it's un altered because of that it's because it's a real tangible object and i think having something like that like a relic like something to look back at and be like whoever made this is representing a frame of mind of somebody from some point in time which i think is valuable right because like we only learn from our mistakes and that's why it's good to not necessarily like you know idealize history but to keep and reserve what historical happenings existed. And so, like, while I think that it's, when you have just blatant, like, you know, Confederacy's trying to make a comeback and they're going to freaking erect some bullshit monument, you know, take that shit down. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. But if it's like, you know, most of this guy's history has been in a pretty fucking good light and it's mostly been, like, you know, the, like, like Sam Houston, I would, I would go out 
as far to say that he was kind of a rabble rouser, right? He was a he was a definitely an interesting guy. He, he had, was a hoodlum. Yeah. Uh, I read a story while I was researching about like him coming across some senator or something and like asking him like, "Hey, are you Stansberry or something?" And the guy was like, "Yeah." And then he just kicked the shit out of him with a cane in the street because he's like, "You're a a rat or something." <laughs> like, so he's kind wow. of an intense guy, right? But I think most of the things that he did and stood for are like gen- are generally thought to be like uh, you know things that have helped the union or helped Texas or helped Tennessee. And, uh, and he's just like an interesting figure, like Davy Crockett or something, you know? And like, those are the kinds of things that like, even if there are like humans in nature are not going to be like perfect. Yeah. He had slaves like that fucking sucks. It's a shitty X mark on his, on his background footnote. Yeah. 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 But it, but I don't think that just because that existed, I don't think that that should define his legacy. And I don't think that that should be what people hone in on on whether or not we're going to preserve a monument for somebody like that. So I guess I could see both arguments. I just think it's an interesting conversation to have what's been basically happening in most cities um, since, you know, most urban centers are a little more liberal, liberal uh, in attitude. I think it's basically just been the prerogative to, to take them down. Um, And so I just think it's an interesting time to like, People are just looking at these things now. They're like, oh, wait, we're surrounded by these fucking Confederate dudes. <laughs> and, yeah, whoops. And should we do something about that? Should we leave that shit there? So I just thought that was an interesting interesting conversation to have. It is actually a pretty juicy peach. Yeah? Yeah. So thank you for bringing that to the table. Was it objectively juicy? <laughs> yeah. Subjectively <laughs> juicy or objectively juicy? Yeah. Is juicy objective or subjective? Lots more questions to answer. <laughs> Um, witty banter. Stay here. tuned. Yeah, <laughs> but let's go ahead and let's uh, let's chew on that for a bit, and let's come back for a little halftime. Okay. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram, and liking us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. And we're back. Halftime style. <laughs> we're all drinking different beers, but we all got something to say. You know, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Hunter, kick us off. I've had the 1050. I have an idealized view of the beer in my head. So there's a right and a wrong way to review this one. Exactly. You're being quizzed. (laughs) So objectively. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is probably one of, if not the, like, boldest, just roasty, dark. It's just a meaty freaking uh, stout. And yeah. it uh, it does not hold back. It really kind of punches. And that that ten point five percent alcohol by volume, you can taste it. Um, I like it. It's almost a bit much. Like it's like it's right up my alley to a degree where it's like inverse on itself. Where I don't even think that I like it as much up my alley. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's too far in my alley. I'd be fine. Get this out of my alley. I did not agree to this being so far in my alley. So, so, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I like, I, I think um, 
it's good. I don't have any drawbacks about like, um, you know, f- like even just like particular flavors or anything. I think it's just a bit much for me. You know, it's just a lot. But I, I also kind of knew that coming in, so it's kind of hard to review it based off that. But it, yeah, it's really, really roasty, really roasty and chocolatey. Oh, I mean, I like that beer a lot. I think it's it's good. But you're right; it is like way, like very, very. It's like powerful. the the most dark chocolate. You know, like when you pick, like when you pick that Which, off the shelf, it's like, well, you know what's coming. It's not uncommon though from Oscar Blues because I've I've had another beer. I hope it's by them. Or I'm just gonna sound like an idiot, but it's uh, Old Chub. Have you guys had yep. that one? That yeah, is that's by that's Oscar one of the right? classics. And uh, I always kind of put these two beers together as being like in the same realm. Um, I think this one is sweeter. I think it's got that more, like you said, chocolatey or roastier flavor. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ever a huge fan of Old Chub that much. Mm-hmm. I liked, like, I appreciated it more than I liked it, but I liked this beer a lot more. And I will say, as it opened up, it is a little more tame. But yeah. even still, I mean, I'm I'm taking it sip by sip. So, yeah. But I, I liked it, so I, I hope you enjoy it too. How are well. you liking your coffee brew? Uh, so I'm pretty sure what happened at Shiner is they were making their good old fashioned Shiner box <laughs> and somebody was like, Hey man, it's like, you know, you want a dash of espresso in that Yeah, batch. it's 1 PM. <laughs> Grab me that coffee from up there at the top of the brewing station. He said, yeah, you got it, man. And he waltzed up there. It's a long day. It's the end of the week. And he just trips and he fell and he hit the pitcher of coffee and it just dipped into the fucking Shiner box. Huge vat. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, what are we going to do? We, you know, and then they decided to just invent the spear. Um, it's not as trivial as I'm making it seem, but it is just super light and drinkable, just like the Shiner Bach is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coffee flavors there, it's nothing too prevalent. There's nothing cold brewy about it. It's very just like coffee flavored. Okay. You know, but I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, I think it's a very nice drinkable coffee beer, which is cool because usually coffee is very associated with like porter. Right. Yeah. And like just fucking mouthy flavors and this one's just i could you know i could throw back like two or three more of these and be totally cool cool so i mean i guess i like it for that reason so it gets my stamp of approval nice what about you chase what about san diego bro yeah the luminous blonde uh i think it does exactly like what a blonde ale should be it's just like this would have been a great beer to drink on the fourth of july because it's super light you can i could you could probably just sit here and drink these all day and it's you know little malt little sweetness, a nice hop finish to back that up. So it's just like a very well-executed blonde ale that I've been drinking much quicker than I expected to. Um, so I think they did a really good job. It's 5.0% alcohol by volume, so it's got a little bit in there. Um, yeah, I like it. Nice. Good. Nice. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad you guys both like your beers because I think you'll also like the game today that I'm bringing as well. A return of an old classic back to its traditional form. Today we're going to be playing a little bit of Dopey Definitions. You guys use, like, big words. Yeah. Literally gigantic. Dopey Definitions. Dopey. You Defin- guys use, like, <laughs> big words. <laughs> Anyone? Twiwid? Twiwid? Twiwid. So this is one that I'm going to add a little bit of a spin to. Um, just because, one, uh, I'm going to give you guys between 1 to 14. Okay, you're going to pick a number when I go to you. That way you can grab. That way I'm going to pick that exact one that I have from this list. The reason being, I'm going to add an extra layer to this dopey definition. So you're going to get one point. So we pick our questions. by number, right? And you're each going to get three picks. And then I'm going to give you essentially three possible definitions for the word Mm -hmm. after I give you a very silly word. (laughs) And then you're going to have to pick which one's right. And on top of that, if you want an extra point, if you can spell it for me, 
you get another point Ooh, as well. You get a point for spelling. I like the this. Spelling too as well. But that being said, when I thought of that idea, I said, that's, that's fucked up for some of these. So that's why you're going to be choosing your own. Just to leave it up to fate. Because I don't want you guys to be accusing me. I know Chase is always accusing me of the meta that I try to play in the game. And I don't want that to be not accusing. I've just I'm aware of it. <laughs> yeah, so you are in charge it's there. You are in charge of your own meta today. Uh, so who won the last game last week? Chase did. Chase did, which means Chase, you're going to be starting <laughs> You got song. a little head yeah, cock there. Yeah, 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 right. I was like, oh, you really have to ask me? <laughs> Chase. Oh, <shit>. oh, <laughs> brusky. Chase, I want you to choose a number between 1 through 14 for me. All right. Give me number one. Number one right off the bat. Good choice, Chase. Your word. Anguliform. 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 I have to guess the definition of this? No, I'm going to give you three definitions. Don't worry. Okay. Could it be A, related to or resembling an eel? B, a kind of volcanic lava that forms jagged masses with a light, frothy texture? C, winding or circuitous? Circuitous? Circuitous. Or something like that, like a circuit? Yeah. Well, you know, they all sound so good that I'm going to have to go with A. Resembling an eel? Yeah. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. Anguliform. Wow. I felt it. Now i got to try to spell it, eh? Yeah. Spell An- anguliform. Anguliform. A-N-G-U-I-L-L-I-F-O-R-M. That's two points for Chase. What? He got Dude. it right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit. G-U-I-L-L-E-F-O-R-M? I. A-N-G-U-I-L-L-I-F-O-R-M? Wow. That's what you said, That's right? That's nuts. There we That's go. Fuck Start you. Strong. Starting very strong. Gosh. We're all very suspicious of what he's doing out there in California. Dude, We're going to talk to Darian to see what's on, serious, his feet, on his uh, computer screen here. Yeah, he's got a freaking attendant back there. <laughs> Whistling the answers to him. <laughs> all right, so that means selection number one is out. Uh, Hunter, please pick a number between 2 through 14. We got 14. Oh, we're picking the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm going to go t- bottom to top. Ooh, you got a pretty easy one. There you go. Futs. Futs? <laughs> Futs. Okay. Is it to waste time or busy oneself aimlessly? Jesus Christ. Is it <laughs> a non-respected political rebel? <laughs> or is it a greasy boil? Uh, I'm going to say it's to waste time aimlessly. That is correct. Yeah. We've never, no one's ever heard about futzing around before. <laughs> is, it oh, is, F, it? is it F-U-T-Z? Oh, yeah, I you're right. You is futzing around a thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, what an easy one. Perfect. Well, then we're going back over. I'll futz with it. To Chase. Did he say, wait, you got the spelling correct? Yeah. So okay. two, two. You got it. Oh, that's real fair. <laughs> hey, I picked it, bro. It's true. <laughs> Give me number four. Deglution. Hmm. Deglution. Oh, I'm sorry. Deglutition. Deglutition. <laughs> Deglutition. 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 That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Okay. Deglutition. Now, Chase, is that the action or process of swallowing? 
a physician who specializes in throat and vocal cord surgery, an instance of involuntary repetitive use of obscene language. Huh. That's the only one that sticks out as not really going with the others. The Titian is obviously like, you know, physician. I get it. I know what's going on here. <laughs> but it seems very obvious. I don't know, man. I'm going to guess C. So you're going to say an instance of involuntary repetitive use of obscene language? Yes. Eh. That is wrong. But that's okay, because you get a chance to spell the word to scrape up a point here. Deglutition. Yes. D-E-G-L-U-T-I-T-A-N. Eh, that is also wrong. I'm so sorry. The correct, answer, <laughs> the correct answer is the action or process of swallowing. Okay. Wow. Deglutition. D-E-G-L-U-T-I-T-I-O-N. Shun. That's the only part I got wrong? Yeah, the, the shun. A, it's a, the oh, shun. It's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> so that's all right. We're going to go back over to Hunter. Let me give some points here. What do you want here? Anything between 2 through 14 except for 4. 11. Striggle. Straggle? Striggle. Okay, so I'm going to ask for it a few times. Because it <laughs> sounds like... It sounds like you could be saying it with an A, an E, or an I. Striggle. Striggle? I'm going to say it several ways. I want you to tell me when it's right. Striggle? That sounds right to me. Striggle? No, that first one sounded pretty Straggle. good. Striggle? None of the next ones <laughs> okay. after the first one sounded good. Striggle. Okay. Is it a flourish or extravagant stroke left after a signature? Hmm, I like that. <laughs> I hope that's what it is. Because <laughs> like, I, I would like that. I do that shit. Um, I striggle it up. A light sailing boat used chiefly for coastal fishing, or is it? Uh, in, is it an <laughs> instrument with a curved blade used to scrape sweat and dirt from the skin? A curved blade to scrape sweat and dirt. Um. Striggle sound like for it sounds most appropriate to be the signature squiggly that goes at the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's but. a thing. I don't know if that has a name or, or something attached to it. I guess it probably does. I mean, it has a definition. <laughs> um, it doesn't. What was B again? Uh, B is going to be a light sailing boat used chiefly for coastal fishing. I'm going to say B. You're going to say the boat? Yeah. That is incorrect. Fuck. Would you like to try to spell it before I give the answer? Yeah, it's it's going to be right. what? S-T-R-I-G-G-L-E? That's also incorrect. What? <laughs> wow. Striggle. S-T-R-I-G-I-L. Striggle. Huh. And that is actually... An instrument with a curved yep. blade used Damn. to scrape sweat and dirt from the skin. I, I like made what up I, the definition. What I think of is what servers use on to like do the breadcrumbs like a, on a table. <laughs> is that not a struggle. It seems like a struggle. Uh, I don't know. Did if you a know word what that, that was, Chase? You got your big. Oh! That's the one that he. No, he I did that to try to make you say something. Just oh. <laughs> yeah, you doy. You dick. Now that's meta. All right, now it's tied up, guys. But two, that's two like, yeah, which means that somebody's got to take the lead, Chase. Pick a number between 2 through 
10, not including four? It's got to be seven. Funambulist. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> Funambulist. Funambulist? Mm-hmm. It's, it's Funambulist, yeah. right? Funambulist. With a T at the end. Yes. April. A good sport. You know, hey, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it could be a D. Don't let him throw it off. Yeah. A person who is psychologically incapable, incapable of taking responsibility. A playful or well-mannered sleepwalker. A tightrope walker. I'm going to go with A. So you think that's a person who is psychologically incapable of taking responsibility? Yep. That is incorrect. Of course. Would you like to try to, to guess the definition? Yeah, here? I guess I would like <laughs> to try to spell, spell this I'm fucker. sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Spell the word. Yeah. Funambulist. F-E-W-N-A-M-B-U-L-I-S-T. Well, let me tell you, Chase. You didn't spell the word right. But you did spell my pronunciation correction next to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that I could say all these accurately. Well, that's It's actually going to be F-U-N-A-B-U-L-I-S-D. F-U-N-A-B. Everything's the same, like you said, except for it's F-U, not F-E-W. Great. What was the fucking definition again? Uh, oh, yeah. It's a tightrope walker. Yeah, of course. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Wow. So, I guess we're going until one of us gets a point. Yeah. So it sounds like it's up to you. Yeah. Hunter. Maybe the scale should have been weighted. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just get better at picking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I said, some of these are easier. I didn't realize that fuss was such a common word. I'm totally in your head right now, dude. <laughs> dude I'm, I'm fucking right up in there Look, with I feel the goddamn thesaurus. Right. I'm right up your alley, bro. Sounds like it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's your turn. It sounds like it, yeah. Now, I'm going to go me, number 13. There is no 13. It's, it's through 12. Did I say 14? You said you said. Yeah, you said 14. Well, there's 14 things. Oh, I'm sorry. I it's guess it's 14, even, he even 11, 14. and he did 7, 4, and 1. <laughs> oh, my bad. It's to 12. Jesus. 12 and 11. Okay. So I'll do um, 8 then. 8. Legomaki. Legomaki? Legomaki. Well, I better fucking get the definition right. <laughs> um, lay them on me. Legomaki. Is it an argument about words? Hmm. Is it the worship of donkeys or asses? Is it the propensity for an individual to apply logic or reason to any situation? It sounds like the third one. If it's if there is a fucking worship of donkeys, Legomaki. <laughs> Legomaki. And the first one is uh, an argument about words. Like, man, they're having a real Legomaki about what it really means to be. I'm gonna go with C around the logic. The propensity for an individual to apply logic or reason to any situation. Yeah. That is incorrect. Fuck. 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 <laughs> Jace doesn't look happy about the fact yeah. that he, <laughs> you have a chance. Jace, Unsatisfied. I think Jace just wants to stop playing the game. But. No. 
Who knows? Just, just felt really good coming in. <laughs> I don't feel good leaving. All right. <laughs> do you want? <laughs> do you want to try to spell the word? Legomaki? I hope you're pronouncing this correctly. <laughs> yeah, am I correct? <laughs> <laughs> Guy, I have my trusty pronunciation. Um, I'm gonna say L-E-G-O-M-A-C-K-Y. Yeah, that's not even close. Wow. It's gonna be L-O-G-O-M-A-C-H-Y. Wow. Okay. How is that not about logic? It's logo in it. <laughs> because I God made up a definition it. that sounded like what logic. Is it, what is it actually? Is it about the donkey? <laughs> no, it's not. God. It's an argument about words. Okay. Jeez. Like we're about to have. Sounds like, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a fucking fortune telling. <laughs> All right. That means we're going into our lightning round. <laughs> what it means is we're going to continue the game as usual. But... Once there's a differentiating uh, degree of points between your next two moves, then that person will win. Meaning if Chase scores a point and you don't score any points on this next one, yeah. you lose. Or right. two and one. Or exactly. Okay, perfect. Chase, your turn. Pick me another thing. Give me number five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Fipple. Uh, what? Fipple. 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 I, I think he's saying it wrong. Is he? <laughs> I think. <yeah. laughs> what is it? <clears throat> well, you tell me, Chase. Is it the mouth of a recorder or a simple wind instrument? Is it a delicate morsel of fine food or cuisine? Or is it a slip of the tongue that implies a hidden, often sensual desire? God damn it! These are fucking stupid. I'm gonna go with B. <clears throat> a delicate morsel of fine food or cuisine? Yep. That is incorrect, Jason. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> T-H-I-P-P-L-E. <laughs> I, I feel bad because I'm sure it's my lisp that's throwing it. It probably off. is. But it's, it's messed fipple. up, dude. It's fipple that's what with I was an saying. F. I was like, I think he's saying it wrong. It's fipple. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dude. so sorry, but that is the name of the game. F I P P L E. Great. Look, you're putting me on blast at the same time. All right. Look, man. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, Which Hunter, bring it on. Hunter, you just got to go ahead and you just got to score yourself. I could have spelled that one. <clears throat> um, give me six. <laughs> I love how Max, in his preparation, always just makes himself laugh. Yeah, dude. <laughs> because like, right before he lays it down, he's just like, <laughs> this is an exercise in <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> all right. All right. I was so happy you picked this one. <clears throat> okay. Because your word, Hunter, is phloxenoxenhillipilification. Phloxenoxenhillipilification? <laughs> phloxenoxenhillipilification. I might be able to spell it. <laughs> yeah. You might, might as well just try to. and spell it right now. F L O X O N O X O H I L I. F I. Get the fuck out of here, Max. No one believes you. F I L I P I C A T I O N. Dude, that is not even close. Not even close. No. <laughs> so it's definitely not spelling the word right. Uh, the correct way to spell the word F L O C C I N A U C I N I H I L I P I L I F I C A T I O N. 
So Great. just a clusterfuck of consonants, <laughs> basically. But you could still score off the definition. Okay. Is that the action or habit of estimating something is worthless? Is that the process by <laughs> which... Like that <laughs> definition would be of putting that word to it? <clears throat> the process by which stem cells are artificially regenerated and transplanted between organisms... Or the loss or ability to recognize familiar faces after a traumatic brain-related injury. What's the second one again? That would be the process by which stem cells are artificially regenerated and transplanted between organisms. <clears throat> like, my only excuse is that this could be a medical term. So I'm thinking, I don't want to say A. Either not remembering somebody's face or a transplant. I mean, it could be anyone's fucking guess. I'll just say B was wrong last time. You're supposed to go with C on test. I'm going to say it's a C. <laughs> well, you just failed this test. <laughs> because the correct answer is actually the action We're or habit. We're trapped in Max's hell right now. <laughs> the action Damn, or habit of dude. estimating something is worthless. That's a worthless word. <laughs> All right, well, sign. give me number 12, Max. <laughs> Throw it down here. We've already right done number home plate. We've already done number 12. Your answers are, are you, you can choose number two, three. Give me two. Okay. <laughs> borborygamous. Borborygamous. I'm sorry. Uh, it's borborygamous. I'm sorry. Borborygamous. Yes. <laughs> borborygamous. <laughs> would that <Great>. be... <laughs> would that be... Shrewd or unprincipled? Would that be a rumbling or gurgling noise made by the movement of fluid and gas in the intestines? Would that be tacky, tawdry, or cheap in a confident and boastful way? Damn. What was the first one again? What was A? Shrewd or unprincipled? She yeah, got shrewd, boastful, and gassy. I'm just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. brutish boy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna say shrewd or unprincipled. That is incorrect. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Flabbergast. Okay. Uh, maybe, you can smell it. <laughs> maybe you can spell it for a point. <laughs> B O R. B A R I G U O U S. That's the incorrect spelling. Wait, Barigmus? Nah, I didn't even put an M in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm. it's actually going to be B O R B O R Y G M U S. Barigmus. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the correct answer is a rumbling or gurgling noise made by the movement of fluid or gas in the intestines. So now that you know, when you got a little Barigmus going now on. Now we know how to define you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our little Borborygmus. <laughs> little Borborygmus came over today. Borborygmus is going to be my fucking fighting game now. So. <laughs> that would actually right. be what about What about Farts Barbecue? <laughs> farts Barbecue. <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> oh, man. All right, honey. This I game has go gone three, on long right? enough. I need to put it away. Bromdignagian. 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 Nagian. Brob Nagian. Why did you pick these words? Different in every time. Yeah, like I can't ever hear what you're saying, man. 
Okay, That's first. That's a part of Dopey definitions, dude. <laughs> first no. syllable. First syllable. Is it Brob? I don't know, man. It's Brob Dignagian. Okay? That's what you get. Brob Dignagian. Brob Dignagian. Okay. God, okay. Fuck. Give me the defs. Is that a person who illicitly exhumes corpses from burial grounds and sells them to autonomous for dissection? Why are there words? <laughs> do you mean, a, do you mean an autopsy? Is that a is that a is that huge or gigantic? I don't even know what the word is anymore. Is that visual images that are superficially attractive and entertaining but intellectually undemanding? And say the second one again. I have to do that every time. Uh, huge, gigantic. Brob Dignagian. Does that sound like I'm saying it right? Yeah. Brob, Brob Dignagian? <laughs> Brob Dignagian. Yeah, you sound like you're saying it pretty good. I'll pretty try well. and spell it. Fuck. I mean. Can you go for the spelling first? <laughs> it's probably your best bet to leave your definition for last. B R A U. B-D-I-G-N-A-G-I-A-N? Man, you were really close, but it's B-R-O. Oh! B-D-I-N. I thought, I thought O was too much of a gimme. G-N-A-G-I-A-N. Okay. But it's okay. You can still score off the fucking... That's definition. okay, because the game hasn't ended. <laughs> yeah, the game is still going. <laughs> we could really use this game to end here. Okay, okay, okay. And so it's either somebody who fucking digs up corpses and sells them off for pieces, <laughs> or um, somebody who is like... Or it's enormous or gigantic, right? That's one. It's, yeah, huge or gigantic. And then like the third one is... Visual images that are superficially attractive and entertaining, but intellectually undemanding. Um, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say huge. Say huge, gigantic. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. All right, there we go. You have one dopey <laughs> definitions for today. Thank God, man. Yeah. Oh thank you. man, what a fun game, and I can't wait to see it come back very soon. <laughs> just like I'm sure the rest of our listeners are too, as well. Yeah. But now that you have been a, uh, you know. Crowned, Crowned the champion. Let's go ahead and swing on over to Chase for the mail corner. Whose mail corner is it today, Chase? Let's check in with Dunter's mail corner. It's it. It's Dunter's mail corner now. <laughs> First question from Dooney Ray. If you were going to be the face of a cereal, as in your picture, on every piece of advertisement in the boxes themselves, which brand would you represent and why? He says, P.S., shout out to Max on his acceptance. He says, oh. uh, good job. Oh, yeah, he messaged me on Twitter, <laughs> too. Thank you, sir. What a good guy. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I mean, my initial thought is fucking, you want to go Wheaties, right? That is a strong cereal. Like, it's like, it's like oh, it's a power I'm, cereal. I'm a badass. I'm on Wheaties. Eat your Wheaties. I don't think kids even know what Wheaties are anymore. I think do I do. I agree that that is more of a older thing. I don't Wheaties, think that's a thing anymore. Well, here's the thing: is that cereal is has been exposed for what it truly is, and that's just sugary goodness. And it's a treat <laughs> in the morning. It's nothing good about cereal. It's not nutritional. There's nothing nutritional about it at all. <laughs> okay, so you can try to cling on to whatever fucking athletic prowess you can get out of Wheaties now, mm -hmm. but I'm just not sure if that's the right route anymore. And yeah. I think we're all just thinking, what's our favorite cereal? What do we want to represent the most? 
Well, it's like, but you also don't want to fuck up ones that already have good. <laughs> I'm not about to say tricks. You know, I'm not about to tell. Like, I'm not going to say lucky charms. And I say, yeah. I'm not going to say cocoa puffs. Yeah, we're not yeah. about to fucking usurp the throne. Yeah. From Lucky the Leprechaun, <laughs> or from fucking Count Chocula. No, yeah, no, no, no. They, I'm they not that pompous. Let's think about the ones that need it. Who needs a in. face? You know what I mean? Well, I know Apple Jacks has the Dude, cinnamon guy. I was just thinking Apple Jacks, though, and cinnamon guy I don't think is high enough on that throne. The Jamaican cinnamon dude? I think he can be. First off, it's an apple and cinnamon. a cinnamon guy. And they, yeah, he's mind. racist, man. <laughs> I think it's about time he, got to, he stepped down, okay? Because I was going to remove him, Apple Jacks. His memorial. Because Apple Jacks, not only that, is the most underrated fucking cereal. People it is pretty Yeah, I'm sure. No, Dude, fuck Apple that. Jacks. Kicks. Dude, are the most underrated. Kicks are fantastic, and I respect your choice. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Kicks are great. And it's very chase. It's very plain. It's very... <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to be like but that? But good. Like solid, you know? Dense, you know? It, it's good. And it, or it's always going to be good, no matter yeah, how many times yeah. you eat it. You know, so that's that's definitely a chase cereal. I think you're the rightful face of kicks. <laughs> I might oh just go God. CTC. I'm 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 mixed between CTC cinnamon toast crunch and uh, frosted mini wheats. Oh, so you're gonna try to go in and sweep in with the mini wheats? Well, it's like Wheaties the frosted are... mini wheat is just a frosted mini wheat with a face. That's true. Give me that. And plus, those are delicious. Yeah, who doesn't those like this shit? I'll go with those. You that's know, CTC is my favorite. But Frosted Mini Weeds, I could be the face of that. You know, I think we all really picked really good. Well, I mean, I don't want to just force it on to Chase. Chase, are you going to take kicks? You know, I <laughs> was thinking about Reese's Puffs because they ain't got no face uh, on Reese's you Puffs. You could be Reese's Puffs. They just yeah. got a bunch of that. dumb looking kids trying to be cool. And <laughs> it's like a kid's pop. Yeah. Let's make it more of an adult cereal, you know? Yeah. Fuck these kids. <laughs> Feeling good about like that. that. Also... Max, let's take a walk. You hung out at Nana's house I when did. we were freshmen in high school uh, for quite a bit. Absolutely. Hunter, Sometimes you came I over would, to play yeah. Monopoly several times. You probably yeah. remember this as well. Mm-hmm. Cookies everywhere all the time. You and that's why Cookie, Cookie Crisp needs to get yeah, that Cookie fucking Crisp. dumb dog goddamn werewolf out of there. Yeah, dude. What the fuck happened to the Cookie <laughs> Crisp guy? <laughs> you look the offended. fat, little, chubby Cookie Crisp guy, he was the best. Because it used to be, what, a dog? Yeah, a little, a fat little, dog. Pot, little fat pot-bellied dog. And now it's a werewolf? And now it's a werewolf. A mean werewolf. Why do they attach a, a werewolf? gentle cookie-based cereal. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't get it. Maybe they're ravenous for cookies. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got and cookies, I, I, rabies. I don't like it, and I'm very down for him to be also usurped as well. So, so I mean, what, what's our stamp of the ground? Are you Apple Jacks? I want to be Apple Jacks. I love Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks Max. Apple Jacks. That's Max. great. <laughs> yeah. Frosty Mini. Or we could call him. Oh fuck! We already forgot the word. What is it? Burgo. What's what's his? Borborigmus. Max. And then what? You got mini weights and yeah, I'll rock the Cookie Crisp, dude. Your Cookie Crisp boy. I can see that. Yep. Okay, next question comes from Ben Ebig. What up, boo? How do you deal with rejection? Just straight up. How do you deal with it, man? Man, rejection comes in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, man. man. What was the, like, when was the last time you felt rejected? How did you deal with it? Mm, last time I felt rejected. It's probably online dating. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's been a while since I've been like just in your face rejected. 
But I also don't set myself up for very like rejection heavy situations. Every once in a while on my group chat with my pledge brothers, I say something that they'll bring up and like the whole group will laugh at it. <laughs> That's fucked that up. That feels like rejection. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely feels like a form of rejection. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I have been this. I mean, it sounds kind of weird. I think I've been sort of an easy target in a lot of instances. I know in our friends group when I was baby, that lasted for a while. And I think it was kind of easy to make fun of me. And that's kind of how I was with my group of friends, even in college as well. Um, and then I also was not You're too uh, goddamn genuine, man. Yeah. I was also You're too much of yourself. when it came do to being uh, like trying to talk to, to ladies and stuff. I'd say like it was either 90 percent like no way or <laughs> the ones that clicked were like, you're too over the top ladies, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So um, it's because you're throwing all the fucking cards at him on the first night. You're fucking playing piano. You got the guitar yeah, out. They're like, all right, dude. Like, he's doing this with every single girl he sees. <laughs> um, I try to I try to not take myself too seriously. And I think when you uh, get rejected that um, usually if, if it is hitting you really hard, it's probably highlighting an insecurity of yours. and, and Or and that you care about something. It doesn't have to be insecurity. You can just care. You can care. Well, you can care, care but I, you can care a whole lot. But I think that even if you care a whole lot, if you are staying true to who you are, it shouldn't bother you to an extent where it's like debilitating. Or yeah, like, but that's like I feel like you're talking in a very idyllic sense now, though. You know, like well, I think we would all generalizing, but I mean, like what? Like highlight a scenario that you're referring to. I mean, honestly, recently I felt most rejected um, when I wrote those articles about video games and art. Like I sent those links out to my close friends like 50 times, and I only got maybe one response from people, and that fucking like devastated me. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, and I, that's immediately what I thought of, too, when this kind of brought up, when this was brought up. And I think the biggest difference between all of us is that, like, I think we don't have as much to be rejected <laughs> as you do. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Chase, you're doing a lot, you know, and I've read the articles and it's not that I, like, don't have something to say as much as I, like, really can't pick them apart as much as I think that you hope that I can. And I think that's always been my thing too, is what, like when it yeah, comes to situations like that. Um, and I, I totally understand how that fucking probably sucks. Yeah. But that's been my biggest issue is that, and that's like, and that comes with like my relationships too with, with everybody. Cause I think that I, I wanted to bring that up too, is that I feel like I constantly reject people by accident. And yeah. my thing is that like, there's people around me who constantly text me and call me. And I'm either like, I'm um, like at work and I don't call them back or I like don't text them back immediately or something like that. And I feel like I'm constantly rejecting people, but that's because to me, like in those similar situations from the other side, I don't feel as rejected. And that's what I was going to say earlier too. Well, you said like, you don't take yourself too seriously. That's how I am at the same time too, dude. Like I, it's hard to reject me because I don't like value that many people's opinions other than like my own, my close friends. And if it's my close friends, then I'll like almost force them to give me their opinion. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's just where I am too. Yeah. I mean, 
I and similar to kind of the way that you were saying, Chase. I mean, it's happened with me with music. I mean, I know, like when I would put out a lot of my own music, even at the beginning stages of um, Casual Interference. I mean, we'd we'd send it out to everyone we knew, and you know, I'd get like ten listens or something and a thumbs up, and you know, you're like, well, fuck, I put like a hundred hours into this shit, and like, it got nothing back. But 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 at the end of the day kind of reverting back to my point, it was like, I don't think I was doing it for that. Like, I was doing it for me. And I think yeah. you were probably ultimately doing it for you, too. And and I think that's why it probably doesn't sting as much because it's not like it's not like we didn't put our best foot forward and it's not like we um, we had some ulterior, ulterior motive to, like, you know, impress people about it and they didn't get impressed or something. I think it was genuinely for, you know, for our own purposes and we wanted people to... Ex- to engage and if it didn't well that fucking sucks well maybe next time or something yeah. um so yeah that's kind of i don't know thank you for the question ben a real thinker a little bit of a stinker <laughs> all right the last one comes from dunter says is there any superheroes backstory that you would be willing to live through in order to gain that superhero's powers it says dunter can we make fun of max's banana argument again horset <laughs> p.s Obviously, if you choose Batman's backstory, then you're a heartless child who hates your parents, but you'll end up rich and a badass, and I consider making you my friend. I don't know backstories, dude. Well, I mean, there's just, honestly, backstories don't seem that bad. Yeah, like, actually, I mean, a lot no, of these people I got, mean, like, the Hulk, that's some debilitating shit, right? Yeah. Modoc. That's, that's something that you had to, yeah, those are horrible examples. Well, I mean, let's take like your two prime Superman, people that you think of when you think of. just yeah, woke his up and world. Superman. <laughs> well, no, Superman's entire world and planet was destroyed. But he didn't know any people That's from true. That? He was a baby. He has no idea. Like Goku, he just woke up and he was super fucking strong. Yeah. Had a granddad, realized it wasn't his granddad later. Yeah. <laughs> he was fine. And he was good with that. He's okay. He still thought he was his granddad. I mean, like Spider-Man got sick with the flu for like one night. Woke Dude, up all he's powerful. A strong, he's a strong candidate because it's like, oh, I got a fucking snake bite, <laughs> dude. It's a spider bite. <laughs> Whatever, man. The snake bite gave me. <laughs> but would you get a mongoose blood transfusion to become the wizard? That's the thing. Or armadillo man. Or would you, yeah, not exist like the armadillo man? Think about it. <laughs> I don't know. What I is mean, what is what is Thor's backstory? He was born, right? That's he a is pretty a god. Easy one. So he was yeah. a he's a he's a god or demigod. I think he's a god, right? And then he Iron was Man. cast he's cast Genius. down to earth, right? And then he meets fucking Jane like whoever Jane or whatever her name is, and then he tries to get back to being god status. I don't know if that's the comic book story I have no or idea. whatever. I don't really follow lineage of Thor too much yeah i don't know i don't really have a good answer for this i'd probably just say superman i mean spider-man's is that's i'd easily take a spider i feel like this conversation just devolves into whose powers do you want yeah i mean like how much do you want it i mean i want to be a goddamn super saiyan is what i I mean dr manhattan right Probably I too much don't power. think I could go yeah, with that's the too Manhattan. much power. I was about to say pretty traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty traumatic experience, you know? Yeah. What he gets like eviscerated in a fucking like <laughs> He gets lab? trapped into like a nuke into like a nuclear room that fucking nukes him. Or just literally eviscerates him. Yeah. But you can see time in the fourth dimension, dude. 
I don't think That's I would. I don't even know if I would want to. They can't. Well, you'll never scary. know until you find out. Yeah, sounds kind of scary. <laughs> um, but we thank you for the question. We'll yeah. we'll keep considering. Definitely. That's all the questions, man. That's it. That's all we got. We, we do despite everything. Despite our best efforts, we, yeah, I was about to we say, still keep running we long. We do everything. I shortened the game We just got to accept it, dude. Dude. <laughs> and every fucking episode runs to be like a fucking hour and 20. But we're here. This is our spot. You know, that's cool. Maybe we've, maybe we've found our stride. I think we figured it out. A couple of email questions, a game, a couple <sighs> of chewy topics. Oh, yeah. I think it's pretty good. So uh, on behalf of all of us here at Witty Banter, uh, you can always follow us on Witty Banter or at Witty Banter Show. You can follow me at Probably Max. You can follow Chase at Bodacious Chase. If you want to listen to us on fucking Stitcher, just go to Stitcher. Yeah. You want to listen Google. to us on go iTunes, to go to fucking iTunes. You want to listen to us on Google, go to all of them. They're all there. Yeah. All right, we are on all of them. Um, you can find even all of our podcasts. If you can't go to any of those websites, that's fine. Go to our website at Witty Banter or uh, www.wittybantershow.com. Yeah. Simple. Easy. No big deal. Boom. So on behalf of all of us today, a little bit of a beat up beep boop to you. And a beat up beep up beep. Get beeped. Beep up beep up.